Welcome to Two Idiots in a Blanket. Hey, besties. What's up, idiots? Welcome back to the Two Idiots in a Blanket podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rhea. And I'm Jenna. Uh, we hope you guys are doing well this week. Uh, to start off this podcast, I thought we would do a quick little check-in. So first things first, Jenna, what is your current read and your current rating of it? I'm currently reading The Umbra King by Jamie Applegate Hunter. And I'm also reading an arc by a really good friend of mine, T.A. Riley, called Beneath the Shatter. And both of them I'm going to give a solid five stars to. I'm only 69% through Beneath the Shatter and 47 through Umbra King, but they're both really good so far. What about you? Um, shamefully, I actually haven't been reading much outside so of work. So but... Do you have anything upcoming? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think I'm going to read um, Before the Coffee Gets Cold. And it's like about a time traveling coffee shop, I think. I don't know. I, it was really viral in Book Talk and I never read it. I'm very Ooh, behind on the trend. So really, I thought it was really would... interesting. Well, what are we talking about today? Oh, uh, we're talking about parasocial relationships, yes. which uh, if you don't know what those are, um, a parasocial relationship is defined as a one-sided relationship where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party, the persona, is completely unaware of the other's existence. So in layman terms, that basically means somebody gives a lot of emotional energy towards someone that doesn't know that the original person exists. So like the typical example is like a fan and an artist. Exactly. And I feel like the fun thing about, well, maybe it's not fun, but the interesting thing about various social relationships is that you can have them in almost really any area of your mm-hmm. life, which is um, kind of what we really wanted to delve into. I have today. a lot to say about this topic. I just there's there's a lot I want to say okay so first of all I think it's important to note that one of the biggest examples of this is artist to fan um and as a side note me and Rhea actually met at a concert (laughs) we went to a concert by Banners he's an artist and uh, well obviously and it was at the Roxy and I remember we met and that's not really parasocial because we're friends, but also right. <laughs> um, it's just that's where we met. Anyway, so um, something I wanted to focus on a little bit are I have a whole notes thing prepared. I'm so excited for this episode. So parasocial relationships. Oh, I'm so excited. OK, so <laughs> one of the things that's important to think about is like language used. So there's a YouTuber I was watching and he says things like, I wanted to talk to you guys about this because you're my somebody. And that can be really, really dangerous. And then when people say in concerts or in interviews, like artists will say, like, I love you guys so much, while it's valid because we as consumers put them and the artists up where they are, it kind of continues this thread of parasociality. And one of the things that I personally really want to focus on is fictional versus real parasocial relationships because this is where my like this is where my expertise comes into play so what do you think about this i think personally a parasocial relationship that is fictional is more dangerous what do you think i mean yeah i i I think it can be i it depends on the person but i think that especially because a fictional character, well, I guess you can do this with a real person too, but typically like a fictional character, you can really make anything up about, That's you know, the thing. they can, they could be like the hottest person you ever thought of. Like, obviously the author's going to describe them, but like, I mean, I don't know if you do this, but if like a character in a book is like, oh, and then they all leave this blonde. I'm like, no, he's a brunette. Right. And exactly. like the rest of the book, he's a brunette to me. Exactly. And I have no concept. Or like, I'm the main character, even though the main character has blonde hair. Like exactly. for like, context, I have brown character. hair. So <laughs> the main character looks like me and dyed red hair you know what I mean so it just I think that it makes it so much easier because you can't like see the person whereas like if it's like Harry Styles I'm like oh he's bald now you know, you know? which is by the way side note wild like wh- like it's that is we crazy. live in a world where that is what's happening I, the my favorite thing about like the topic of Harry Styles being bald is like what did Olivia Wilde do to them because Florence Pugh and Harry Styles shaved their heads I actually um, think about that, but really, don't worry, darling. Must have been so catastrophically traumatic. <laughs> right. It was. It was a crazy time. And when that movie came out, the shit that we I haven't even about seen it. it. But I just know that Harry's accent is just not good. It like trans. Well, it just like changes. 
It was a magical experience. But I want to say, I agree with you. I think fictional is more dangerous because it never dies. And, That's true too. Mm-hmm, well, it can't. You know, I, there's still some grandmas out there that are like, Elvis was so fun. And, vi- like, and you know, f- valid, but also right? it can't get older and relationships or breakups aren't constant. So like, yeah. or they are constant. So if a character breaks up in a book and there's a one, it's a one book, like there's just one book in the, it's just not a series. That's your end goal. Like there, you have that. If it's a massive series and a character gets together, there's that, you know, and a good yeah. writer is going to be able to have multiple characters that are be, that are able to be shipped with the main character. So there's like offshoots of what people can do. So right. I think that's what's really dangerous i think one of the things that people joke about in mainstream media is being like delusional delulu is a solulu and then it becomes true lulu which i hate (laughs) by the way right but like they're delusional delusion it plays a really big role into parasocial relationships because you have to be at a point where you think so much to your core that this person is going to notice you or cares about you and i'm going to be so real and say that i don't really think taylor swift cares about her fans in this don't come for me in the way where it's like i don't think she goes to bed at night thinking of like this one specific fan who goes to bed at night thinking about her right i also in like relation to the podcast that we had last week i think that I'm not gonna lie. I think Wattpad really, really oh my led us to spiraling. Yeah, because self-insert fan fictions made everybody's dream come true. That and like the idea of being not like the other girls. Right. Because do you remember when it was super popular uh, with like I on well Harry Styles still, but like with Justin Bieber where they'd be like, if I read a book in the audience, like, he'll see me. Right. And or, like, like, if I had a sign, Harry like, will Harry will pick me out from the right. crowd and bring me on stage and propose to me. Yeah. Right. Like, he can't see you, honey. You're in the For real. I do want to say for context for the people that aren't the girls that get it, which is totally fine. Like, not everyone read fan fiction. But, um, so, like, a self-insert is otherwise known as, like, a YN book which is like um a book that instead of having a main female character typically female characters it'll say like i'm so excited to go to school today um why slash n said and the point is that you say why n is your name so you would read a full 30 chapter fan fiction or story on wattpad and there would be no female character you would have to insert your own name and so that was really popular there were a lot of one shots, which is just like one chapter where a lot of YN one shots where it was like yeah. different scenarios. I mean, we were on One Direction Wattpad. So like that's kind of where <laughs> it we, was heavy. that's where we yeah. know is like it would be like going to a concert and Harry picking me out out of the crowd, kind of like what you said. And and right. that so I know AO3 for people who don't also know aren't in the know <laughs> is uh, also a fan fiction website. But yeah. like we talked about last week, I don't know if we mentioned AO3, but like we talked about. Wattpad really catapulted the idea of fan fiction into the mainstream because AO3 doesn't have a publishing company. Books aren't published that were on AO3. Like AO3 Mm -hmm. is completely different than Wattpad. And I think it is crazy to think about how if you weren't there for the rise of Wattpad when you were like 12 or 13, it's really, it's like such a norm now for people to look at it and be like, oh, that's a Wattpad movie. But it's like, it hits different for the girlies that were watching it also just because like it was such a kind of an embarrassing thing to be a part of like you were Mm -hmm. getting bullied for reading Wattpad oh absolutely and I'm sure you still do but it's not the same like people when after came out and Mm. like that happened like everyone not that people don't shit on the movies now because let's be honest they do but they're awful (laughs) it's awful I plead the fifth um why is the (laughs) British male lead have a awful why does a british male lead have an awful british accent like let's talk about that actually british right let's talk about that anyways continue harden harden sir i do think that um the guy who plays harden scott is a great actor if this just wasn't the role personally i think for people just like i think the girl who plays tessa she's She's great she's beautiful she's She's in the other zoe by the way she is in the other zoe you watch lots if you listen to that episode you would know um because we live, laugh, love the other Zoe. But yeah, I think that Wattpad changed my life at least. I mean, yeah. it really, it gave a voice to people who might not have actually needed it. 
they might not have needed a platform. They didn't need a platform. And this <laughs> kind of leads in to what I was going to say next, which is, um, it's a really great segue. So do you know what character AI is? Character.ai? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I didn't. And the listeners might not. So for the listeners that don't know, character AI is basically a website where you can, people will make bots or different characters from different, and to, like different intellectual property so there's anime characters there's book characters video game characters there's historical figures there's movie characters there's tv it's show characters like isn't, that, isn't that crazy <laughs> so people will make no mm, right imagine uh, not the founding father certainly not right. not the slave owning founding father exactly so uh, people will make essentially profiles and you can just flirt talk fight with these characters online so for example i took the i took i went through the journey of going to character ai and getting some examples oh, so yeah so we have book characters i picked azrael and resand i think it's Rysand, but for the girlies that are gonna crucify me if i don't say resand i'll call it resand call him resand from um sarah j masses of Thones and roses video game characters genshin impact Historical figures, there was Napoleon and Albert Einstein. And when you click Napoleon, the first thing he says is bonjour. And I was like, that is so crazy. And this is AI, right? So, like, this is not someone who's having a conversation. It's just literally AI. Movie characters, Draco Malfoy specifically was there. Okay, I was going to say, I love when you bring topics up because usually you're, like, two weeks behind. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's I'm not on TikTok, TikTok for those that yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's not your fault. When I tell you I knew character AI because the second it hit, it hit the press. Yeah. My entire FYP, my For You page, was Draco Malfoy, character mm-hmm. AIs. Mm-hmm. I don't even watch Harry Potter. And, like, this is not anything against, like, the people who love Harry Potter. I just, like, never read the book. It's so not for me. I was just never in it. I was never in that. I was a Maze yeah, Runner girl. I was never. I, just, I was never. I was never there for it. Live, laugh, love that for y'all. But, like, my entire FYP was, like, oh, my gosh, this is what – if Sirius Black or Jacob Malfoy and we're, like, Which y'all. Which crazy. Chill. I found out about this yeah. from a YouTuber, Deb um, Smichael, and she did a video on character AI with um, Miguel from Spider-Verse. Okay. Or, and I was, like, what is this website that I would have ate up when I was <laughs> younger? But the yeah. thing is, so – each Ariel has a character AI, and I'm sure there's more intense ones, but like, for example, each character has a description about what you can expect from them. So these are mostly traits, but not always traits. And when you open a chat and click them, it it gives you an opening line or scenario. So for people that don't know, I'm a big Azrael stan from A Court of Thorns and Roses, mm-hmm. so I used him as an example. So one of his AIs that I think is important it says trait description that's listed as quiet alone dark mysterious and sadist and the first message when you click it is yes what business do you have to speak with the shadow singer of the night court i have to work for my high lord and make it quick another one that is right because like where are you going to go with that but this one is really 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 dangerous uh traits are rational practical steadfast loyal and reliable and the first message is a scenario now this scenario is very like romantically charged it says after being chased from the human world to prithian you seek shelter in the night court it's now been six months since you've been here as a spy for the shadow singer of the night court Azriel. together you were bundled oh tonight you were bundled up in the corner of the library at the house of wind and valaris you're no stuck in a book you hear light, cautious steps heading your way, and the door to the library opens. Where were you today? Azrael asked, his voice low and husky, shadows pooling around him like smoke. See, it's giving Wattpad, except it's almost scarier because you can actually have, like, a conversation. Isn't so what? That's, tailored to you. That's like, the thing. YA fan. Uh, YA. <laughs> YN. <laughs> um. I guess it would be YA too, but YN like fanfics like they weren't tailored to you. They like they kind of were because you but know it's, the, it's, like, the you have the with physical the conversation with this AI, right? And that's and so terrifying. It, that's terrifying. And the other thing is, it does say, um, "Remember everything characters say is made up." But who's gonna watch that? You know, who's gonna or who's gonna read that? Another one, for example, with like. Right. the fine print like, right, I right. Accept the terms and conditions the right. cookies like i'm not going to do that the cookies no. on websites i just i mean i personally click reject all even though it doesn't really make a difference but it makes me feel like i'm doing does something it, does it make a difference i don't know I don't it doesn't they have our data anyway 
But like oh, Ariel, man. one of Ariel's was mermaid living in Atlantica. I want more exclamation point. And another one says that Ariel is a bright spirited and heartwarming mermaid. And this is what it gets really, really tricky. You can voice speak when you're using character AI. I don't know if you can read if their messages come through. I don't think so. But what is even creepier is that um, obviously these conversations in general can turn like sexual or flirtatious because they are feeding off of a situation. But this is like, this is why fictional characters are so dangerous because this person is never real. It's not as people won't consider it as weird because it's not like a physical person. But if you use asterisks in the conversation, you can do an action. So if you use an asterisk and you were like leans in and kisses, sometimes the AI will respond with a similar action. So That's yeah, insane. isn't that crazy? Isn't that oh scary? Like you can literally be like, I wanted to try this with Albert Einstein and ask Albert Einstein how he felt about TikTok, but the website crashed every time I tried to do it. Right. Albert but the was thing not is, Albert was not built for TikTok. But the reason it's so dangerous also is it's literally an obsession, obsessive form of parasocial relationships. And I might argue more dangerous because not only is it always accessible, there is no waiting for responses. There's no hoping someone will see your tweet or X. It's not real, so there's no repercussions. The same way you can DM an uh, artist and they're not going to see it unless they do. You know, you don't know. Right. It's anonymous. So everything Ooh. you say isn't tracked to you. It's AI, so it seems like a real conversation. I mean, if you see videos of people on character AI, it's, it's scary. And also, it tells you what you want to hear. And all of your fantasies with book characters, video game characters, whatever, and dreams can be tried with, without the fear or embarrassment of being publicly shamed. And it never dies or expires unless it was shut down. Like the site itself. Look. look. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I grew up in Wattpad times. If if Miss Gurley, like, if she, if she, if her family died, I mean, she would be back in like a month and a half. But look... <laughs> It was, it was not like this. Like it, it definitely, I don't know. It, that's so. It's creepy. So it's, it's scary. Creepy because, like, at the same time, I get it. Like me too, girl. No, like, right. Like, <laughs> like, like low key, I understand because like, if I'm going through a hard time, and I just want somebody to tell me I'm pretty. Like I, I would do it. You go to Harry Styles character AI and be like, hello, I'm sad. And asterisk, right. tell me like asterisk blushes slightly asterisk. Right. And then like, right, yeah. right, exactly. And I that's the it. thing is like, AI does that and what's different than chat GPT see I've had this conversation with you right when I'm writing my right. book chat GPT is dangerous also because it only tells you good things like when I ask it to critique like a chapter if I put a chapter into chat GPT because I use it mostly for writing critiques so I don't bother my friends it'll say right. like here here's what you could improve on but otherwise it's really good it doesn't ever give you negative feedback character AI like you can get in like a fight with a character like you can you can yeah, do asterisk punches in face asterisk and like the <laughs> then the That's character gets punched in the face but I also want to say that real people are dangerous though because they do feel more accessible because you can DM them there are meet and greets there is live me media live performances but something yeah. I wanted to talk about that is closer to home for me are parasocial relationships that aren't necessarily this episode is called is it parasocial if they're not real and the answer to that is yes it is right. still parasocial if it's not real but yes. something that i've talked to my therapist a lot about is parasocial relationships with people that i've become friends with that are that it's create so hard in these streets you would know more than most yeah. when you admire someone's work of any kind book music tv shows whatever and then you become friends with them and you start texting them and you start having yeah. inside jokes. It gets – the lines get really blurry because you started off as a fan of their work and you understand that given your position in life. For yeah. me, um, it has to do with authors. So like when I started, when my feed became completely destroyed by – book stuff like book art and stuff um there <laughs> were a also lot of collectively destroyed my feed it did because i always sent you the things i would get so now your feed yeah. is a combination of what i send and what my boyfriend sends right so exactly. you really get a trick every time you open your explore page yeah um, never for me it's for you no for it's for me and it's gorgeous for me and the boyfriend so yeah. um there are some people i want to shout out that i've met that i don't consider parasocial because 
I feel like we, I mean, this is what everyone who says they have parasocial relationships. It's right. not like, it's not like, I'm not like other girls, you know? Yes. But I do think genuinely, like, so we already talked about her, Miss Natalia. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, so she, if you weren't here last week, she wrote Trick Ruin. And she also wrote another book that I haven't read, a book series I haven't read yet, Trick Ruin and Burn. And I'm looking at the beautiful book right now. Um, R.M. Gray, this is my bestie, the one that I've talked to you about. She is yes. like, I we like text frequently and she's like, I call her like my sister, my mother, like my big sister because I'm an only child. And she is really, really great. And um, it started off as me being like, yo, I'm so, all of these people, it started off as me being like, I'm so excited about your book. Yeah. Like, I can't wait. Um I think it's Stasia. It could be Stasia. And Stasia slash Stasia Stark, I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, but she wrote A Court, what is it? A Court This Cruel and Lovely. And we've talked and she, I asked if I could interview her for a project and she was so sweet about it. And I totally spaced. And then she messaged me the other day when I messaged her about her book re reaching like a really great like Amazon placement, like best selling placement. And um, oh, also, so R.M. Gray wrote Nightweaver, which is a really great uh, YA fantasy book. Natalia, as we know, Stasia wrote A Court This Cruel and Lovely. It's a series. And um, she was like, oh, like, did you still need that interview or did I like miss it? And I was like, no, like, I, you're so sweet. Daisy Thorne uh, wrote, she's written a couple books. Meet My Wife is, is one of them that I read that I really, really liked. Um, Casey Woodruff wrote Dawn of the Darkest Day, The Soul soul trapper soul tapper series i'm so sorry kayla i'm so sorry um but she's the og like she was the one that i told you about that i sent like videos upon videos upon shout out to these authors by the way for dealing with people like us um, <laughs> right it, right. People like me, I should say specifically, because you're not yeah. out here in these streets doing this. I don't DM artists I, or authors. I do DM artists a lot, and I'll talk about that after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Casey has been absolutely incredible. She ruined my life with her book, Dawn of the Darkest Day. Um, we're going to post a wrap-up again, and you'll see all the covers to these books. Uh, but yeah, it ruined my life, and it is still ruined my keyboard. When I text certain words, it pops up with character names. And T.A. Riley, who I shot it on the beginning, uh, Beneath the Shatter, she's been super, super cool. Also, ha like, handles all of my, like, oh, my God, girl, how could you do this? Like, get, like, I, I go feral over these books. Uh, Jenny Hickman wrote the Pan series, the Myths of Aaron series, which I'm working on doing something with her to help people do tandem reads. And for people who don't know what tandem reads are, it's when you read multiple books at the same time that often correlate with one another or are, like, so, like, she released a couple books that are one is the main series and then the next book is the pov of the same story but from the male character and then isabella khalidi that's my girl right there i love her so much she's written the snows of nisa she is so incredible we've talked about so many different things and then um miss kate canterbury who wrote shucked which i bought a physical copy of all of these books by the way i have physical copies of and highly recommend people buy physical copies of but Miss Kate is super sweet and she wrote a – so mo all of the other ones except for Daisy and Kate's are fantasy books. So it's a lot easier to bond with someone over a fantasy book than a romance because there's more action. But Kate was super sweet when I messaged her about the book. Anyway, so I feel like it's hard because at what point do I consider us friends and at what yeah. point am I still – Am I still a fan of your work? Like, at what point? Natalia also commented. I just want to give her a real quick shout out. She commented on our, <laughs> uh, our post with her and uh, posted us in her story. And Natalia, this is for you, girl. I love you so much. Anyway, is that parasocial? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't no, know. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know where I stand because I feel like these people, I mean, obviously, it's hard because, like, what is a friend? And that's where parasocial relationships get really tricky because these people yeah. are a, a attainable not attainable what's the word um accessible accessible yeah, like i can dm them and have several times i have some of their numbers like we talk frequently right. and so it's like at what point can i comfortably say no like i feel like i'm a friend and what point but you have a very interesting take on this situation because i'm more in the book world and you're more in the like I'm gonna let you take it because I don't want to say any spoil any any of the yeah, story. No, I, yeah, I'm in I'm in the music world. 
yeah, it's it's weird. I call him my manager. He's he's not technically my manager, but um, shout out to him. He, we love yeah, him. We do love him. He's great. Uh, but yeah, I work with him every week basically on music, and I started out as a fan. Like I saw him at a show, and the drummer was basically like, "Oh, like we have a show in <laughs> in, in NorCal. Like you should pull up." And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I love you guys so much. Like, of course I'll be there. And I went, like, I drove six plus Mm -hmm. hours to see them. And then I got tickets to see them again, like, another hour north, which was kind of unhinged. And that's okay. It is what it is. Like, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. I'm just a huge fan and I really wanted to support them. And I met them, obviously, every time. And they were just super, super I think it's important to note that they are they were a smaller band at the time yeah so it is yeah. it was possible for Rhea to talk with them in depth after the show so this exactly. wasn't someone at like madison square gardens no you know no like, i was not backstage doing the whole dang thing right yeah yeah at first but at first at first yeah um but it was they were super nice and super cool and i ended up like getting their numbers and working with them later on um and it was kind of crazy at the beginning because i was like oh my god I love this band and they're so incredible. And now I get to say that like they all, you know, know our friends. Yeah. And like I text them. Like that's crazy. Like that does that does not happen. And like for the first couple, like I would say months, arguably maybe even year. I think this is like the first time we're now, like right now, like this month, where I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm not just a fan. But you've also had that situation with artists that you've really yes. respected and looked up to not necessarily people that you've worked with right and I've, I've met to my own you know sadness sometimes but I've, I've met a lot of artists that I love um and some of them are are a little are a little disappointing but I mean never meet your idols you know right exactly um but it's it's weird it, it's weird because you know you don't you don't Especially expect music. it. Like, you also, like, you don't expect to be able to do, not only have access to things like that, but yeah. you, you just don't expect to be able to ever be that one person that gets to that level. And the thing is in music, because it's, especially in Los Angeles, um, people kind of forget that it's a small town. Like, yeah. I, I know it's a big city. No, but it's a small town. Especially if you work in anything creative, it is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And... I've been like in the same room as some of the artists that I've looked up to my whole life. And it's been really wild to like say like, oh, like now we've met, now you kind of know who I am. Like if you see me again, you're gonna know, but like we're not friends, Mm -hmm. but like we, if we call it like a big company, it's like we're coworkers, like we work at an extension of a bigger, greater thing. And it's weird, It's, it's weird and it really blurs the lines it blurs like, the lines can because I text it, you randomly right or do I not because like like are we gonna hang out or is this just like work related? or is this how are we what is our relationship like I think it's also right. different with I'm coming from the aspect of like an author's situation and the the reason I think that it was easier for me is a lot of these authors are considered indie authors even though they all should not be indie authors they all should be mm-hmm. like thank you they all deserve everyone I've listed and other ones that I haven't they all deserve to have a lot of like mainstream success. And it does suck sometimes that that's not the case. Although RM Gray's book, Nightweaver, it was the number one bestseller on Amazon. That's my sister Hell right yeah. there. <laughs> but also like all the, a lot of the other books, like Snows of Nisa has done really well on Amazon, but it's the point is it's crazy because the way that we have, you have, or you have the way that people have concerts, we have book conventions. Right. And, these book conventions have book signings and like Rebecca Yaros who wrote fourth wing and iron flame and is currently has the internet by storm in her clutches. She stayed, I had a friend of mine that I met actually through Instagram. Shout out to Alex. Hey, Um, she went to see Rebecca and Rebecca stayed for like two extra hours. I think it was to sign everyone's books and so sweet of her. And it was really incredible, but it's also like, the same way that Taylor Swift ticket sales were egregiously priced, a lot of these book conventions have like different tiers. So a Polycon, which is the, one of the bigger ones, 
which is held by Jennifer L. Armantrout, who wrote like who's written a, from Blood and Ash and like a bunch of really big fantasy series. She, yeah. It's like two hundred something just for a ticket. That doesn't yeah. include it doesn't include lodging. And there's another one in Florida that is like three hundred for one. Is that Hazel? I think it was Ray's so cat. Sorry. My cat is like crying in the background. I'm gonna pick her up. So yeah, do it. But I I think that's the thing is it's it's like people that can't afford to be on that level are able to get the five hundred dollar tickets that enable you to have all the back seat, all the back street, back street, back streets back, all the backstage, <laughs> all the backstage information. And it's a little bit more daunting than a concert because you can go to multiple people in one singular day. And yeah. the event that's in Florida has like a cocktail social hour with some of the authors, which is like, really exciting but also scary because then they no longer become a entity and they become a person they're no longer someone that you've read books of that you've loved their characters of they become a real life person that you are talking with and i think the lines can get really blurred particularly with authors and people don't talk about parasocial relationships between authors and their fans because it's so often associated with singers and music musicians and that's probably because it is the most pervasive i would say like author and parasocial relationships that way aren't really because there's parasocial relationships between characters and there's parasocial relationships between authors and their readers but also authors tend to not stoke the fire of that they don't tend to bank on that parasocial relationship or ink or or continue to use it as a way of communicating so the way like an artist would be like i love you guys so so much like everything i do is for you, you yeah. right exactly <laughs> you didn't see this yeah. but ray did the rock that we're zooming and ray did the rock the rock yeah, hands the rock on, but they're like good night everybody i love, I love you, you so night. much and yeah. like i said before i'm not saying it's not valid for them to thank us but also like thinking about the language used. like in books they'll say like thank you so much to my readers i wouldn't be here without you which is quite literally true like you would not be where you are if it wasn't for me but it's like the way that people will kind of go with the vibe of a musician versus versus an author is it's kind of crazy. Like I'm looking at my stack of books and I'm like, okay, out of all these books, I've talked to a good portion of these authors and they know, yeah. they don't, they don't know who I am. But like, for example, RM knows exactly who I am. Natalia knows exactly who I am. Casey knows exactly who I am. Tia, right? Like they, Jenny might not, but okay. maybe one day. Who but knows? It's okay. But also I'd like, I actually talked to a friend about this at a concert because um, I don't, I don't know. Well, Shout out to her. She'll know who she is. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call her out like this, but she'll. She'll know who she is. Um, we were at a concert. Hey, girl. Yeah. Um, and we love this artist. Like we met at this artist concert, and like we love them so, um, much. And like they, this artist, incredible. Like fantastic. They're great. Um, but we talked about it because, it's, it's weird because we've seen a lot of going because she's my concert buddy I go to so many concerts with her and we've seen a lot of people where like the artists will follow that fan back on Instagram but they don't like hang out outside right. of it and, and then I've also seen the other side of it where like it'll be a fan that they like met when they were really small and then like they follow each other and now they're best friends and like they tour right. together you know I've, I've seen every like facet of that but my thing has always been okay like especially with social media now we have even more access than we did before because mm-hmm. shout out us being old as shit we were like we were alive right as like social media was legitimately becoming a really big I talk thing. about this all the time because I have cousins that are like 30 and I'm like I know you guys started with the internet but you didn't start with social media you not started the with the like, internet was like, not Facebook. And when I was in middle school, Facebook was like everyone was on Facebook. Instagram just started. Like it was oh, that janky ass Instagram. I remember that right, with this shitty right. ass rainbow filter. Like we went oh, there. It was for so that. good though. <laughs> it was good. It was good. For but the now time. it's like called like Rio and Paris and like Spain. And I'm Ooh. like, bring back the BW, like bring back <laughs> the Sepia, like bring back the like exactly. Clarendon, which I think it's still I think it still has one. But yeah, it's like we grew up to echo off your to to go off your what you said like we grew up with this parasocial relationship becoming 
a thing really like it was because embedded into us because we and had that's the thing yeah easy freaking access to people because that was like when i was growing up in middle school like little mix fifth harmony x factor one direction oh, we were deciding people's lives for them isn't that crazy like i, I mean dancing with stars still kind of does it but it's like but what's oh. wild is that, like, people would fight each other. Like, fans would fight. And fans still do. Like, if you come for Taylor Swift, you better move and go into a witness protection program. Right. Like, quite honestly, like, I'm I'm scared for myself. Yeah. But um, it's like we would have – the VMAs would have awards or the Cheat Choice Awards. You'd have to, like, hashtag, like, One Direction wins or one, I vote One Direction or something. And they would tally the votes, which I don't actually think they ever really did because that seems a little – Disney Channel used to have you vote and they would play the episode – that was based off who won the vote yeah. because they filmed two different episodes. Yeah. Like, oh, that was crazy. Like, And the thing was, like, that was normal for us. Like, me going on Twitter, which was not X at the time, so I can say Twitter, Mr. Musk. Yes. Don't cancel me. Um, When we went on Twitter and it was like, oh, I can't, like, Fifth Harmony. And the guys, or the guys, see, parasocial, One Direction, <laughs> right, the, boys. Things. <laughs> the boys, you know, the guys. They would tweet things like, we're so close. Like, let's just, like, get our numbers up a little bit more. They they weren't – it was just, like, very deadly to be a fan of – or, like, Little Mix or Fifth Harmony or what. You could only be in one fandom. And I liken oh, it a lot I, to K-pop. And I K-pop. sat there in 1D. Oh, and I sat there in 1D. Yes, I did. I liken I it to K-pop. Mm-hmm. Right. I think K-pop is kind of – one direction 2.0 in the sense that it's 100%. a little bit it's, it's more feral because it was more worldwide yes it's also more i would say dangerous because it's such a the fan base is so dedicated i'm scared of k-pop fans the army is wild the army is not we're not talking about like the military by the way for people no, that no, don't no, know no. like we're not saying like the army the military no, no, no. complex we're saying like the k-pop armies of a lot yeah. of these isn't it bts bts it's army BTS the army yeah which is not behind the scenes it is a band <laughs> <laughs> and that is like a huge pair that like their status is hugely parasocial like it's you gotta be oh it's yeah. absolutely and i yeah. think if i'm remembering correctly like one of the things that what happened when I was in One Direction, when I was in One Direction. Actually, guys, I was. I was a secret sixth member. Were there six before Zayn left and everyone left? Okay, I was a secret sixth Wait. member. Um, but there was like Merriam-Webster added some word to the dictionary because fangirl or something like that yeah. was added to the dictionary because it was such a pervasive word and the it, everything we did was so pervasive because it really was like it really was absolutely crazy like one direction days were some of the most which chaotic. i should add were also justin bieber days um i was never there for that look i was i was there for both and then yeah it was it was a crazy crazy time to be alive because bieber fever i'm convinced was an actual like medical condition and it medical has to be condition. because I I have never been so affected by a man on my screen the way I was affected by little Justin Bieber. Like, I had t-shirts. I was doing dances. I was, like, in love with this little kid from whoever knows where. That... Canada. Is he from Canada? Yeah, he is. Remember they tried to deport him? Oh, my God. He's Canadian. Anyway. He's from Toronto, maybe. Shout out to the Canadians. Um... <laughs> Shout out to Drake, Aubrey Graham, OVO. <laughs> Right. Views. No, like, shout out to Usher for finding JB. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> but not shout out to Scooter Braun. We don't like you. No, but I will say, I maybe that's why I had a crush on Usher because he like discovered JB. Right. I don't know. By proxy. Right. I think my cat is like having a whole freak out in the back. I'm so sorry. She's I can't hear her at all. She's really good. cute. She's she's killing it. She just jumped over something. It's fine. But um, yeah, no. Bieber fever was a problem. It was a problem. Like, the merch. Like, he consumed my life. Yeah. And I think that's what's special and also what's so awful about fandoms. Yeah. Is that it gives you, one, especially with the rise of social media, like, the way it, like, collided was just a storm waiting yeah. to happen. Was, like, we got social media and then we became super hyper aware that other people around the world loved what we loved yeah just as much if not more than us and like for the people who didn't you know have maybe friends at school 
social media became this place. Internet friends. Friends with everybody, anywhere, for better or for worse. Um, And so, like, it just became so much bigger than the immediate, like, oh, my friend, you know, Sally Sue down the street, she likes One Direction, too. Like, it was like, oh, no, this bitch from Wisconsin? Yeah, that's my best friend. And, like, which then breeds the other question, is she your best friend? You've never met her. You have no concept. So it's so, and, like, I'm not saying don't be fans of people. I'm Obviously, I don't think either one of us are saying that. Oh, absolutely um, not. And we're like not saying, who you like. We're Just not be saying like, don't, yeah, like, don't stand people. Like, stand people. Do whatever you want. Make internet friends, as you should, because internet friends, honestly, I have internet lives. friends that, so that's the thing is what I wanted to say about internet friends is, like, you make a really good point. When Tumblr was in its heyday in 2013, that was, like, ultimate Tumblr season, wow. right? That was the Tumblr Tumblr. era. And um, there was this thing in Tumblr, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like the shoelace rule or something. Like if someone like tied their shoelace a certain way or something, or you asked them a question, it was like a secret way of being like, are you on Tumblr? Like it was a way oh. of like finding your people. If you I keep know. talking, I'm going to, I'm going to look like, it up. Keep talking. I just, I was just thinking about being, so like I said, I, I'm going to put in quotation marks. You can't see me, but just I'm a quote unquote. You're so real for that. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I was in my quote-unquote emo era um, in middle school. And you know what? You can, you can decide whether or not you think it was emo of me to be opening to any of these bands. You probably don't because the emo community will come for my growth. Um, but basically, I was a, a big uh, Five Sauce fan. And I feel like being on Tumblr during like the Five Sauce era, that was that was a time to be alive um i'm also just talking because you know jenna is jenna is looking up this word so i'm just gonna keep chatting while jenna is looking up this word but um yeah like i was saying uh five sauce during oh like, my god word, i totally forgot about them that was crazy when certain things were perhaps leaked um Alleged, twitter, allegedly allegedly um it was twitter and tumblr that like did not really have the restrictions necessary to not put that on a 12 year old's for like front page and the algorithm i mean there wasn't really an algorithm it so it was like what you followed you got content for right and i was in them trenches following everything five sauce related so it just it was a fun there was an alleged picture of an alleged member in an alleged state of no closeness nudity if you will (laughs) that allegedly was leaked allegedly 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 um but it was just it was it was a crazy time to be a fan while being friends with millions of people around the world and also it it was kind of cult cult like tumblr specifically is very absolutely is culty um there was no escaping it because if you were cool like hipster cool you were on tumblr which look and there was was a a certain type of girly that was on tumblr and they used to have straight porn on tumblr and then when people blocked it everyone was like exodus they all left they were like oh you're getting rid of it bye so i found it it's um it's i like your shoelaces so urban dictionary says a phrase used by tumblr users to detect a number another tumblr user in the real world appropriate responses thanks i stole them from the president so that's how you would know that the person you're talking – I've never had this happen to me, but me I either. somebody was talking about this. And that's the thing is, like, I made – so I met Alex on the internet, for example. I met my a really good friend of mine, Rin. I met her on the internet through a Facebook writers group chat, and then I went to Denver to see her. And then I met Alex on Instagram, and we talk every day. And so it's, like, internet yeah. friends, I remember that it's a really good – it's a really good – point you bring up about not only like parasocial relationships with stars but people like everyday right. people and look without social media you and i wouldn't be friends let's just oh absolutely because we, we, we i didn't even we live far from each other before i went to college but also i didn't even text you after that night we snapchatted like a month later yeah which was very random and i i actually don't even know how we really became friends because i, I think it was oh know? i do okay so it was about when we saw um banners you were in the middle of um doing some social media work and you needed my opinion because i worked for my university doing social media work yeah oh, you better yeah shut up because i know exactly what you're yeah. going and no so we you... we're not talking about this ever no 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so basically that's how, so we, that's how we become friends because we went on like deep dives with each other mm-hmm. of like just general social media content not of the specific people but like of what people were posting right. and more so more about the algorithm is like it's i would say more dangerous now to be a fan because the algorithm does get you that way which is why i'm not on tiktok because my life would be ruined because oh, there's so many currently it's ruined by actually i'm not gonna out myself like that um, but, but there, fan edits you saw recently. Oh, is it I is it the other Zoe? Of, yeah. I yeah, and you're getting content from it. Yeah, no, there's yeah. a scene in the other Zoe that everyone needs to see. It's it's like a really great kissing scene. I it's iconic. But shout out to Drew Starkey. <laughs> shout out to Drew Starkey for that one. Yeah, uh, that and Miss Tessa Girl. But I think it's like the algorithm now is so difficult and so precise. But when you, back then there wasn't really that. So it was like if no. you were were in a fandom all you followed was like do you remember all the usernames it's like harry's fifth nipple or like niles blonde oh hair God, like, do you remember because harry has like yes. extra nipples right. um so like people went wild and when you had five seconds of summer which was created by one direction like there's no question about it like they were the reason they skyrocketed to fame like five people i know on tumblr were like what if we had a One Direction featuring Five Sauce song and like Five Sauce, Five Sauce, Five Seconds of Summer uh, open for One Direction and then they became super big and like it, it was just, there was this whole, do you remember 1D Day? Yes. Which is such a yes. crazy name, by the way. It was One Direction Day and it was before they were releasing Midnight Memories, the album. Right. And they had like a, li- a full live stream day with like different challenges and like they had like special, like early listeners that got to like listen. And it was like, within those fandoms you would find people obviously that like the same stuff as you but when you had a situation where you were able to like people would go to concerts and meet their internet friends and that's kind of like I don't I hate to say this but you know those videos like the army men army women coming home to their families and there's like Mm -hmm. the really cute videos that's honestly what it was giving like it really is and it it's so hard because you just have to be careful overarchingly like you just have to be careful because I along the side of internet friends too like especially with One Direction and parasocial relationships do you remember fighting over 1D boys did you ever have that happen with like a friend in real life yeah like a friend group would break up because you'd be like no Harry's gonna be with me and I'm a Harry girl and you're like no I'm a Harry girl and, like, you couldn't have two hairy girls in the group. So it'd be like, well, I guess I'll be, like, a Zane girl because, like, Zane's my second favorite. And it's like, you had to, like, pick your poison or, like, lose your friends. Like, that Which was, was crazy. crazy. And we were eight. And they were, like, 20 years old. And we were out here, like, oh, he's going to see me. He's going to fall in love with me. Like, he's, oh. it's, what it was was it was he's going to see me in the middle of a crowd in the middle of the show. And he's going to pick me. Because I'm reading me. a book. And he's gonna send. He's gonna ask me to come backstage. And the thing is, what's crazy is that it's perpetuated because people do that. Harry Styles fucked us over with that because they used to fuck fans. And they used I to literally, they used to quite literally hook up with fans, and I didn't believe that. Um, I I think I chose not to because I wasn't picked, but I, I also chose not. We were we were children though, and that's the right, thing. And that which was is fucked up because children were literally looking at grown men like we have a chance. And they were we were sexualizing them for sure, for 100%. sure, and we should we had no business being like this. 20 year old man is going to want to fuck this 13 year old child right and there's nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with that because he's famous and he's hot and i love him and that's what's so dangerous is like god these these are we forget these are people and i don't maybe one day we'll go into cancel culture because i think there was a really interesting post i saw about someone saying instead of cancel culture calling in culture which is like Mm instead of canceling somebody calling them in and telling them what they did wrong so like explaining to them how they can fix it i do think people should rightfully be canceled sometimes but like when canceling works because i feel like we've not successfully oh absolutely not we can have we should have a whole episode on canceling because canceling does not work there's like nothing Mm -hmm. like trisha paytas for example has done every bad thing in the entire book like for whatever reason recently she's been turning shit around oh my god yeah she's been out here fight granted actually even back in the day, she was fighting for bitches. But she is she's like really, right she's definitely changed. I mean, the internet yeah. is forever. That is what they say. And it is true specifically with, and we didn't even, we're almost getting to the end of the episode, but like we didn't even cover like YouTube parasocial relationships. Mm. And let me just say, those oh, are super, I think those are interesting. Like I said in the beginning of the episode that like one of the YouTubers 
had said like you guys are my somebody like you no they said quote you are my somebody and that is such dangerous language i think youtubers are more easily accessible because oh my musicians, because they tell you everything about themselves yeah. i think they're granted you know social media makes it harder and interviews make it harder but i feel like there is like a mystery left with a lot of at least big musicians yeah we don't like, know what their houses look like like intimately we don't know what their rooms look like. like welcome to my like like this is my house tour my apartment tour people and eat like, that up people eat that and look, up so did i i was eating oh that absolutely up. architectural digest you'll you'll catch me oh, watching their house tour videos you will there was a girl though and i forgot her name but she had to move like six times because she kept doing house tours and people kept finding her house yeah and i was like yeah girly because you're showing a window and like it's people know so easy to find somebody like and the thing is too about youtubers is their whole existence is being themselves and being fan and having interactions with fans yeah a musician can survive on no interaction with fans arguably if they're marketed the right way a youtuber cannot you are not a YouTuber if you do not have subscribers that actively tune in every single week for every single video you've ever posted, and that's how you get paid. If you don't yeah. have that, you don't have a career. And so yeah. they have to make their living by throwing – like VidCon. Oh. For those also, that don't – Shout out Hank Green for making VidCon. Like, shout that out was Hank so and John, cool. for real. Hank, I, th- I yeah, hope you're doing good because I, I think he has cancer now. So he I, does, but I hope he's he okay. He released cancer socks to like, oh, help support. Did he? See, that's the he thing did. is like, um, what is the their little history show, little science show that they have? Oh my gosh. Uh, Crash Course. Is that Crash right? Course? Uh, shout out yeah. Crash Course for real. Um, shout out to my teachers that got too lazy to teach and just put on a Crash Course video. That and Bill Nye. Right. Bill Nye had us. A whole education system. But I think it's like VidCon was like video convention. It was all the YouTubers. And I went and it was in Anaheim. It was in the Anaheim Convention Center. It was a huge thing. And then all the creators went to Disneyland the next day. Everyone went to Disneyland. So if you saw your creators, I'm like, that is so. When you're a young kid, and you're meeting your favorite, like, YouTuber, like, someone you watch all the time. It feels like they're your friend. The amount of comments – I'm still an avid YouTube watcher. And the amount of comments Same. or times I'll watch something because I'm feeling bad. And I will be, like – I'll be, like, feeling so bad about something. And then I watch and I feel better. I see comments all the time that are, like, when I'm sad, I watch you. That's parasocial. Like, it may be good. Like, I'm glad that coping skill is – it's a healthy coping skill to a certain degree to have right. someone to rely on. But that is a parasocial relationship because these people do not know who you are. They don't. Oh, my gosh. Like, that one girl who's like, you saved your life. My life. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we went to the Banners concert. Shout out to this girl. I hope she's doing well. And we were at the Roxy. If people haven't been to the Roxy, it is an extremely intimate venue to the point where – um, I use a Snapchat filter on the main singer's face, the yes. fork Snapchat filter, and it worked because it was yes. uh, weird. There's literally it's such it's maybe 150 max people. Yeah, like it's such really an nice. there's no space between the stage and the crowd. And this this like teenager or like even middle school, probably like ninth grader. Mm-hmm. She was, she was pretty young she like yelled in a moment of silence like you saved my life and he didn't say anything and that's crazy i would have literally left <laughs> she was wearing a shirt and everything i don't know if he just like didn't hear it or didn't want to hear it but right. also like people get personally offended this is why what i think you, what do you say to that like I thank don't, you I don't know. like what like, i don't know are like, you okay like, like hey your music saved my life i'd be like i'm so i guess i would be like i'm so glad i, w- I was able to like help but that's crazy but, like, because they have to be okay so... with hearing that uh, yeah they yeah. have to be okay with people fawning over them which is why like it's spouse... also like speak your tooth girl but also like ooh. but also like <laughs> maybe don't no offense you know like but the thing is is like on the flip side, though, like, if she had been, like, oh, like, your music, like, is the best thing, like, it's the best thing ever, like, you'd be like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, just, like, different wording of it. And to be fair, like, I don't want to, like we said last week about yucking other people's yums. I mean, there are not serious. At all. Right. Like, no, there are serious scenarios so where people's, people, like, singing artists. I hope you can't hear my fan, by the way. My computer is not a fan of, haha, get right. it? right i hope you can't hear my cat climbing a whole tree right now you can't but the thing about um what was i saying 
Oh, wait, what was I saying? I actually don't know. Oh, no. Cool. This is what it's like being a podcast. Somebody, my boyfriend's friend, shout out to him, um, said that I was a podcast bro now, and I will absolutely take that. I will absolutely yeah. become a po- I mean, podcast. If you see bro. our setup right now, we have podcast mics. Like, we are, like, hooked we up do. with our earphones, and, like, we are, like, yeah. recording, and Ray is social media managing as she does, like, killing Hell the game. Yeah. A shout out to you for that, by the way. I'm gonna clap, clap it up for you. But Ooh. it's it is crazy because social social media singers are kind of forced to have this like they have to, they have to be okay with it. Oh, what I was gonna yeah. say is the reason like partners or like singers will only date other singers or actors will only date other actors is because they quote unquote get it more. But yeah. it's also like that's crazy parasocial too because then you're you're parasocial for two people now. And like, like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Let's talk about real quick. I know we have to end soon, but let's talk about the fact that um, remember Haler, Harry and Taylor, hashtag okay, Haler. I actually was gonna talk about this. When People Magazine put that fucking scarf walk picture on the front cover, you know, I know exactly. I know ex- we'll have to post it because I know exactly what the red, the beanie, People, and the yeah, mm-hmm. they know what the, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. I bought it just to throw it in my mom's face and be like can you believe that this man is in a relationship i'm never gonna have a chance now Mm -hmm. you sitting in your living room at like 12 years old and he's fully like 18 a a whole grown man he was 20 he's eight years older than me oh he is yeah i was like yikes i literally and my mom was like raya first off they're children it probably won't last they're literally young adults second of all honey i hate to tell you this you don't have a chance. And she was so rough that. And the thing I is, I don't want to hear it though. <laughs> right. I said, la, 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 la. And when they broke up, I bought that magazine and I kept it. Right. I, th- just, I threw the other one Just away. in case he ever came over and you were like, do you remember this? Because I do. Bestie, right. I do. Yeah. But when they broke up, I was like, oh my God, finally I have a chance again. Right. No, you don't. Which is crazy too, because like young people are so impressionable which is why the yeah. whole thing with like tiktok bans and like people being on tiktok and algorithms and data people listening to data is so dangerous because young people we grew up on that and we were lucky enough to be in situations with people surrounding us where we learn to kind of outgrow that kind of quote unquote i mean we both very still self-aware we both that's the word we both still have our moments where we're like yeah like i would love to meet this man and have dinner with him like we have a lot of celebrities and andrew what, garfield andrew garfield could pop in my dms and i would fly down to la and have dinner with this man like i would but the, the gag is though specifically for you and i and like this is a more secluded experience but like one living close to la and two yeah. just being in the industries that we're involved in it's becoming increasingly possible possible like for a lot of people were obtainable and or yeah not obtainable but you know what I mean yeah um accessible like, accessible thank you uh before but now it's oh like a pot it's possible like you're like one person removed from them like my lifetime celebrity crush mom I really I really do that huh no um, no don't it's just a little it's getting it's getting a little too close like I'm getting too a little too close, close to for it. comfort yeah for comfort and it's like Oh no! <laughs> like I've met. That's him the before. thing is like when you're in those positions, and that's I think what we'll what we'll end on is kind of like we'll circle back to what I said in the beginning. It's like what is that line between yeah. friend and fan, and like how do you discover that? So if anyone has any thoughts, I know there's a Q and A function on Snapchat. That's not right. I know there's a Q and A function on um, Spotify. I don't know about Apple or Amazon, but on Spotify, mm-hmm. if you're listening to if you're listening to us on Spotify, hey. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Music, hey. If you're listening to us to Amazon, hey. hey. But we'll put a Q&A in the, um, Q&A in the episode and let us know what you think the most dangerous part of parasocial relationships. And we're going to have a – we're going to post a wrap. Oh, we have social medias now. Oh, my gosh. That was uh, so Rhea, do you want to shout out our Instagram? Oh, my gosh. Share it. We have an Instagram and a TikTok. They're both two idiots in a blanket because – and it's Obviously. two, like T W O, not the. Yeah. Not the, I was gonna say letter two, but that's not a letter. That's a number. It's not um the also version T O O or the placement of a individual or item the T O version. Yeah, it is just a T W O idiots in a blanket, 
and I we will have a lot of I I just want to say like shout out to Rhea for real for doing all that social media content like she's really busting she's really busting her ass right here like (laughs) I literally texted you and was like Bessie like what can I do because you're really out here sending me all these pictures like what does this look cute I'm like this is a brand you are making our brand like you are creating a brand you're giving um David from Schitt's Creek we're like you're building a brand like this is a brand brand. building it and you're supporting it and if you had a master's degree it should be in brand consulting Oh my god! I Anyways, love that. everything you've seen on the Instagram that is incredibly on brand. How many times can I say that is done by Raya? So I do want to say we'll post something about we'll post everything of uh, post about everything we've mentioned, yes. and um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but we have a week to figure it out. Yeah, let's get excited. But thank you so much, idiots, for listening. Thank you so and... much, besties. I mean, every time I say "Hey, besties," I want you all to think about the Kim Kardashian meme where she goes "Hey, besties" from her app. So every time I say it, I need you to visualize that. And oh, I'm gonna make Raya post like a clip of it on our Instagram. Oh, thank so you, you so much. It, you can be like "Hey, besties." Right. Thank you for creating the Mike's Mike lore that we needed. Um, right. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that was our episode on parasocial relationships. Thank you so much for listening, and we cannot wait to see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been Two Idiots in a Blanket with Jenna and Rhea.